Welcome to the That Super Weird Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Hart, bringing you hot takes on weird takes in faith, dating, politics, pop culture, recovery, and life. I've joined forces with my co-hosts and guests to offer laughter and honest commentary on weekly notable headlines and personal stories that are, well, super weird. Nothing is off the table, including my exes and the story that got me blocked by Dave Ramsey on Twitter. So let's do this. Hello, everyone. I am here with one of my best friends, Johnny Giovanni. How's it going? Um, hello. We are, I'm in bed, actually, after a long day of work with a glass of wine, and it has a straw in it, and I, cheers to Johnny, who we're, also we're, put a straw in his wine. We're going <laughs> to ASMR straws. the like, little wine situation that yes. we <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. This is already the best episode ever. This I mean, episode was sponsored by Metal Straws. Sponsored by Metal Straws from Amazon that are constantly <laughs> and probably consistently slightly undercleaned. <laughs> so, there's definitely mine are like, like LED light, like mine are like oh, they're made like, for like an EDM party. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, Don't sleep on that little like that little like ply like wire yeah. cleaner thing, pipe cleaner sponge thing. <laughs> Do people just, even use those? I for sure do. Like, one time, listen. Do you use it? Oh, no, you do. One time I was like, we've grown since since listen, I lived since over there. Time. Listen, <laughs> one time I was, I had, I had slept, I had chosen not to use it. I had, I had been very confident in just hot water <laughs> right, flowing right. through it until the one time I pushed it through, and I don't even want to talk about what came out the back end of it. I was like, which is an entendre I'm here for. However, oh, yeah, I was, un, I was like, never again will I like neglect the interior of these straws. Also, the metal straw. Really cavalier about like what would leave after making a smoothie. <laughs> like, like, like seeds and fruit are like just like I'm easily moved. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Um, okay, so for the listeners, Johnny and I met in Los Angeles, and I moved in with someone that was a good friend of his, and that's how I met him. And then we became close, and he used to come to the Persian Palace, which is where I lived during COVID. <laughs> which is honestly and just a sight to behold. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> um, when I come back in June, we'll definitely have you over <laughs> we have a good time and um johnny he has a faith background uh we through the last couple of years have discussed a lot of things but we also have a mutual love of pop culture kind of making fun of a lot of things like los angeles preachers styles um and we're both from la so we are not transplants uh, so we have lots of opinions on everything <laughs> and only wear black. We only wear black. We're very convinced us in New York people, which New York people hate when you, when LA people compare themselves to New York people. Yes, they do. Like, yeah, they do. We're like they the totally same. Do. We're like the same, except <laughs> you're richer like, than we are. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially we just like to believe that we see everything most clearly. Yes. Exactly. I mean, we do. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like we do. It's yeah. I haven't um, yet. Like most yeah. <laughs> at all. Johnny and I were talking earlier, um, well-versed in the Christian influencer scene. And last week was a tough week uh, for, I mean, we're just getting right into it. But last week was, I, I we were supposed to record an episode and 
him and I both felt very anxious. I was like, I have felt on edge all day. And one thing we were joking about is, is Christian influencers who wait to see like where the tide goes when it comes to like major, um, yes, major, major world events. It could be war. It could be a war in Ukraine. It could be like, when do you post the flag? Like, when is that okay to post the blue and yellow? Like, you know, it goes all the way from that to, uh, Roe versus Wade. Like, so I just want to kind of discuss this, Johnny, do you have any opinions on Christian influencers and when they decide to post on big events? Well, I think it's, uh, I mean, the start of it probably begins. I love asking at what point do we, like, you know, what do I actually need from Christian influencers? You know what I mean? I have a, (laughs) you know, I will caveat with um, one thing that I noticed. Now I, I can't say that my fandom of certain leaders is non-existent in my faith walk. However, one thing that never really happened with me with any in pop culture or with Christian, especially in Christian culture, did I ever like come through with like crazy fantasy about who is the most magical of all of the Christian leaders, right? Like usually most people have CCM. a couple. Okay. Now I'll lie, I'm not going to lie. I was well, a huge Hillsong. I was huge Hillsong stand early days, like maybe not early, mm-hmm. but like early two thousands for sure. Loved early United. Yeah, when stuff. they were on the cover of Vogue, yeah. and that was a big well, deal. And we that, were like, Whoa. I liked it. Like early when they were like first couple United albums for sure. Um, like Majesty was on. Yeah, there. like that. That more than life, all for love. Like those. Those like one way or whatever. Like throwing it back. Like early days. Now, what I was obsessed with was Hillsong Worship until I went to a Hillsong church. And then I was like, not into it anymore. Mostly, and this is a slight divergent before we answer the question is, I remember I went Mm -hmm. to, I was, I knew those albums back to front, right? I knew them beat to beat. And I went to a Hillsong church plant and I realized that they only did the, I was like, I cannot wait to go to a Hillsong church where they worship with these bomb songs and their worship leaders just like take it into a moment until there was not a moment to be found. Cause all they did was do it beat to beat to the album. And I was like, what? And then, and then, you know, like, you know, it's like album I release. Every I wouldn't time. say like, even, you know, I know I don't have like Cordy. Okay. Toity. I'm not the I most, went to uh, that first LA show at the Hollywood oh, bowl. But did you go to the, in, did you, you go to the you, intro you, meeting at one Oak? That. Let's drink did to you that. go to the intro yes. meeting at one Oak? Yes. The, okay. Oh my so gosh. Hillsong LA does this thing where I'm going to just to like showcase every, just let everyone Tell know them. how LA and this is one of, this is like also first red flag and first exciting moment that quickly turned. But I didn't catch on then. No. I didn't See, catch on then. most people, that was with the group of people were, there was a, a line full of people so excited. We were in, okay, so we're on Sunset Boulevard at One Oak, which is like the bougie, was at the time was like the coolest so, little club. It was like Rihanna was seen there. Like it was like the, like, it was to like the, the thing. Moment. Yeah. So they ran it out. We're doing our first Hillsong event at One Oak. There's like three three meetings. <laughs> I forgot in this about evening. One Oak. I'm like, oh, I mean, I already knew that Hillsong does these like 22 minute like services anyways. Like it's the machine of, a, of <laughs> machines. And then we go to this event, right? And it's literally all it was. You wait in line. You find parking on Sunset or off Sunset or you uh-huh, pay $20. Right. You wait in line. 20, literally like t- if you're lucky, 20 bucks. And this is the hills. And these are steep hills. There's a reason why people pay for these views because they're unobstructed. It is such a steep hill. So you're huffing it up these hills to like to wait in line for this thing. You go inside. There's like the bars open sort of. 
and like everyone's just like piling into this club and there's not really a stage nobody's really sure what's going on starts 37 minutes late or whatever like starts obnoxiously <laughs> yes, late it does it, sucked, it started so late. late and, and we're just like oh we're at one oak and can we let post? me tell you when i say that this entire event was 30 minutes maybe and all they really did was like have one of the one one houston related somebody show up like walk out and maybe Brad, maybe it wasn't Joel. No, it wasn't Joel. It wasn't but, and Joel. then problematic was- dad or whoever was there too to like <laughs> amp it up and literally just goes, Yep, we're having Hillsong LA and it'll be in LA and it'll be in LA soon. And then it's over. Like they literally like did a launch date, played some music. It literally and was like left. that. That is what it was and it like. Was this, and and we were like, Are they like, gonna sing? And, we were and, like, Are they gonna sing? And then everyone there who's who's like from LA who kind of or people who are like there for a minute and have been through their versions of like cool churches are like are you kidding me and then like the little like the super stands were like so amped but you know you know people drove up from like orange county people drove oh, they an did. hour and a half two and a half hours to come to this little oh. thing and it was yeah the biggest waste of time and i you know also goes to show how successful the church was because it's almost closed that i know and but. the doc it was so funny was like pre- i mean that's that doc irrelevant that church does not survive so so no, even even with any Instagram Instagram post, like the survival life. rate has been low. <laughs> so yeah, so that was awesome. Okay, so we're talking about Christian influencers. No, Christ- okay, Christian influencers. So for me, I'm also. I mean, it's so funny. Wait, can we just say for a second, like, yeah. it's funny that we're talking about Christian influencers and we're like, so we went to Hillsong at listen, One Oak. Listen, listen, like that's a church that so many of us went to, and that people are like, you shouldn't talk, you know, with the doc or whatever, and we're like. Okay, guys, come on. Like, we went on Sunset Boulevard to the opening. They literally already had a church plant in LA that they literally just bulldozed down to they put did. the one with one of they the did. Houston Suns to lead. They literally 100%. just, this guy had, this guy pastoring the one that was in Santa Monica, literally had been in LA for like a decade, <laughs> like hauling ass for like the Lord. And Hillsong was like, you know what? Thank you. But, um, nepotism and I'm about to just sorry for everything you built because it's honestly irrelevant to us and, and they do just it at that bar downtown sent this fool back to Orange County and just built something new invested all this they money did. into it that went no place it was the it was the most like I was like well it was awesome and every every church in LA like smaller church which at that time was most churches because yeah. it wasn't like well, did you go to all these mega church churches when yet? they were in Orange County yeah Orange yeah, County? yeah. So I, I was there like the first yes. like six weeks it was open okay and that guy yeah yeah <laughs> and everyone's like it's the sister church and we're like mm. and then and then literally Hillsong was just like forget this guy who's been in LA oh, for us and we're yeah. just gonna like steamroll him oh it was him yeah, no. it's so heartbreaking because you're just like you're sitting there like, wait, don't they already have a Hillsong plant? Like, why are they doing this? And they, they <laughs> didn't care is what it was. There was no effort. that is so. I I want to circle back to them at um, one point and just like personally and be like, what do you guys think now? Well, <laughs> they're, probably, oh my gosh. they're probably like. <laughs> they probably are just still doing whatever they're doing yeah. but but i mean like even for my like, christian influencer status too like even in that way like i was a super hillsong stand but i was definitely like worship centered not so much yeah, like totally. their speakers like i honestly never because no, we made we knew what you knew who the audience that the church is catering to and we were just like okay like it's a thing and that's worship is really what built it it was never really the message it was never really like a lot of these churches like even like like a lot of these churches have huge worship movements. Like 
a lot of times the speaking always is secondary to the to the and and so for me even like the whole time i was like a hillsong stand like i would try to watch hillsong to try and be a fan but i like really did not enjoy listening to brian so i just didn't nobody did it was just one of those things where, like, i mean I- I don't mean and, well, there's I a lot of, and a say lot of that times that for it, like, but most people didn't be weren't like Brian Houston's message no, was so good. No, and I, they were like Bobby or like Christine Kane. Yeah. And for the most part, like I had seen Christine Kane, but I had no idea she was Hillsong affiliated for a long time. And even after a while, like I love Christine Kane, but once you hear when she recycles the same twelve messages everywhere she goes, you hear the same one at least ten times, and you stop realizing. Like I stop well, I assuming I'm going to all... hear any. Yeah, well, I stop assuming I'm going to hear anything new from Christine Kane because it's like because also like itinerant worship itinerant speaker cycle is different than like a day to day pastor kind of thing. So you have to assume you're going to get the repeats because and you already it's know the easy way what to do it's it. going to be. Yeah, but I, I remember me, I went to Hillsong United or Hillsong Church when it first opened at that bar in downtown, and I'd seen Macklemore the night before on Saturday night. Bar. At the same bar. And then I went at the bar and my brother was doing like crowd surfing. Like we were, I mean, it was a long time ago. Then the next day we went to church (laughs) there and it still reeked of the alcohol. Like we we were like, this is cool because it was a new concept kind of at that time. But well, my church did like church at the El Rey for a lot of years and for a couple of years. And that just like smelled like beer and Jesus. And I was like, that's fine. I like was that city church? No, no, sure, I would sure. like expression was there for a minute. Oh, for, like, running. it's so expensive know. too for like just like four hours in a building. It's like three, five, five grand a month or something like that. Um, but okay, it's so, like even with Christian influencers, like it all just depends on like how you like. Okay, like I compare it to like Rihanna stands or Beyonce stands. Okay, or, like, okay. It, like I don't, I think I don't personally have that personality that latches on, and I don't fully understand it. Because, not that I judge it, I just don't have it. And so I think, okay. Do you think that that is because you are from Los Angeles? Oh, because I've been around celebrities. So many like real celebrities. So the Christian celebrities, you're kind of like, and it's not, you're not like, like, and it's not even like friends because like I was friend, like I've only become friends with like people that you make call celebrities as Mm -hmm. I've gotten older. And half of them are people I grew up with. Like they're people I knew as childhood and coincidental well and they're really good people yeah but it also is like coincidental that like uh, you know maybe a higher percentage of the celebrities i know are people that i've known pre-fame but there's also an element too where like i had a lot of friends growing up who um worked in entertainment um whose parents worked in entertainment so you're it becomes very normal that we've i think we might have even talked about it before like when you're in los angeles too part of surviving understanding los angeles is starting to realize when something is like Disneyland Hollywood and something is real. So like totally. you go to certain places that people go and think this is Hollywood, this is Los Angeles, but it's really tourist developed to be under. So you have 100%. to be able to differentiate, yeah. but I think there's, so there's it's a part not of that. one Oak. Oh yeah. And there is part of that like familiarity. That means I is probably why yeah, I don't, but the other yeah. time is I think my personality is just not that I have a lot of friends who've been in LA for forever knowing celebrities and they still, super fan stuff yeah fan yeah no i think you're right so, because so there is that but i do fangirl over like like who would i fan like over weird well, like pete like few, holmes like i love pete yeah. holmes like i'd probably well, fan and there's a few people like, like you know I what always, I mean? and i always hate it too because okay so even in my all my years kind of socializing in church world a little bit because i if anybody like i was in yes, a church let's world. let me like tell the people johnny is a socialite 
if there is ever such a thing. In, a, in the weirdest but way. But in the most relatable public figure type of way. So he is friends with everyone. He loves everyone. Everyone loves him. But like a very normal, regular person in the best way. So like he just, he's just, you're just very welcoming. And, but then you're like, oh, I hung out with so-and-so or I hang, I do, you know, and you wouldn't. Yeah. I was a part of a church that was serve was doing events that brought together a lot of leaders through relationship because mm -hmm. I had this theology background, but also grew up in LA, but also was like not thrown by meeting people of some sort of fame. People mm -hmm. would share my, like share me with their social groups, including that church world, but also in that church world, cause it's really awkward. Mm -hmm. Any opportunity that they have to feel nor a lot of these people have to feel normal and seen and also to like, take because oftentimes with a lot of and i would say this when we go back to christian influencers a lot of times most i would say 99 percent of the time christian influencers do not think the same way as their fans think most christian influencers 100%. are willing to bend their public persona because their fans care more about their fans care more about their influencers agreeing with them than they care about understanding who the influencers actually are 99 percent of the time okay so you, i want to i want to Stay there for a second because that is yeah. really good. That is really good and very relatable and very true. So how do you think, where do you think the line is with compromising yourself or getting to the point of compromising yourself so that your fan base of Christian, they, they are on the same page as, as you of what you're saying versus what you really believe? Well, I guess, I mean, it is compromise. It's like at what point, a lot of people got into it. I mean, here's the thing. You also have to like Christian fan bases. And I think most fan bases in general, and I'm also, I don't call it cancel culture. Cause I low key don't think cancel culture is real. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think cancel culture is a, an opt out. It's a way out. Cancel culture is an excuse. I think more often than not, what happens is um, a lot of fan bases, Christian or not, and I think Christians were the first to do it. And it's pretty relentless. Yeah, man. Like they, think of everything that we couldn't watch and yeah. do. And they're not, they just, they're not, we're not always open to growth. Christians aren't no. always open to seeing people develop and grow and change. Like, especially when half the people we followed, like I remember when one of the Hillsong worship leaders like dipped out and it was pre deconstruction time. Which guy? So which person? Uh, Marty Sampson. And then he, he like oh, dipped out of the face. Of the earth. He actually he did. Think, was, like, I think he was, it's like, bit, I don't like, even know. Yeah. Well, he was a little Let bit like better. middle fingers up to like the church world too. And so like, I didn't follow oh, that closely. My gosh. I just know what happened. So like I have no opinions because I now I want to follow him. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Now. And I didn't. I don't know any of the details because I didn't. I wasn't trying to get in too deep. I didn't really care that much. Yeah, However, yeah. I think it's that thing where a lot of these people get famous and get their notoriety in their twenties, and then they yeah, become thirty so year young. olds. And thirty yeah. year olds and twenty year olds—that's not the same person. That's a different sure. human being. And I think a lot of times too, <laughs> uh, the thing that happens, I think more often than not, and this is the problem with Christian influencers a lot of times is now you've got some that will will play the script feel really deeply about hardline very to dual and binary belief systems black and white that is a real thing and i can i can make judgments quote unquote about whether or not i feel like they're scripting and they whether or not they understand fully why they believe what they believe like i can make yeah. those assumptions mm -hmm. i won't in the sake of this conversation I and a lot say, of people who follow them yeah and i thing. will say a lot of i think a lot of times what happens is when you really dive into the person of who Jesus is and when the cross really comes alive for people, 
they start to be less concerned about policing the behavior and experiences of other people because they start to see the magic of who Christ is and they start to see what's powerful about being a Christian and what's possible when like Holy Spirit and kingdom of heaven really live and are really Mm. alive and are really real. And some people would be afraid and call it more universal. However, it's, you know, if you're afraid of that word, you're afraid of that world and I can't help you. Which is is basically being unbothered by what other people believe or think. You're just not so much like a demonstrative Mm -hmm. belief. And I think a lot of times what happens is a lot of influencers, the reality is very few, fewer of them. Now fame will do this to anybody where it gets a little two dimensional for a minute or gets Mm -hmm. a little bit just follower for a minute, just advertising Mm -hmm. for a minute, Mm -hmm. just invites for a minute, just notoriety for a minute. But a lot of Christians who are in that space and dive really deep into that space are really earnestly seeking God more so than their fan base gives them credit for because they're so willing to jump on them when they disagree. But they don't they don't trust the fact that a lot of these influencers are actually trying. They're actually yeah. pursuing God. They're actually in it with him in a really real way. And when they develop and when they grow and when they follow the Holy Spirit and he doesn't just play games and he doesn't just play scripts, then it pisses people off. And I think that's what happens yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry. I Go was ahead. on the opposite no, no. side too, like on a slightly more two-dimensional side. Like I ha- I know some people who now Christian influencer world has now, social media and influencers mm. and the status of an influencer. A lot of the prophets and pastors and public speakers I followed who were prophets and pastors and speakers would actually prefer to be influencers and they would prefer to be really like deeply in their position and their identity as as a servant of um, the body of Christ. So what happens is they make so much more money. So I have, Oh, they make so much money, but I have some friends who used to be prophets and they're just social media influencers. Now they're just content creators. And I know who anything. Yeah. I totally know. I totally understand now how much money people really do make as Christian influencers. Like I didn't know this. I didn't know the numbers. And now I know the numbers. Energy builds their stages. Yeah. Because here's the thing. A lot of these guys, like they get money from some of their, from like, like a lot of these guys will do, because even like Christian media is boring, but Christian media, like Christian TV and stuff like that. But there's a lot of money in it. It's like cash grab. And when they, when some of these guys, okay. Cause nowadays too, like I would say back in the day, you could do like, like tiny conferences all the time because there was no social media and everybody was like trying to get on a stage and you could get like a couple grand for a weekend and that you do a couple of those and you're making 10 grand a month doing conferences and stuff. And it's like a nice, but now because all you need is like good lighting, half decent theology and some cash and you can be, anyone can be a Christian influencer. Like, that is the quote. That is the quote that I'm posting listen, with us. And that is, a lot of these, that should the, be a bio. That churches that do conferences only want big wigs and heavy hitters because they no, do one conference yeah. a year. So and they spend, all recycle each other yeah. and they and do the spend, same conference. Same conference. And you're like, but, there's a 150 bucks yeah, for the same. But they're same. only going to spend 15 grand on the one leader, on the one person. And so if you're a social media influencer and you've got all this notoriety and then you get on a stage, it'll pay you 15 grand for the month and give you hundred percent take of your merchandise at the shops afterwards. You You know, it's like, it it can be really, but I know a number of people that for sure, for sure, for sure abandoned. Now a lot of it was fantasy play pretend. And a lot of it was like, had no moral ethical value. It was a very problematic, but a lot of these guys that were pastors and, 
prophetic people and traveling on doing conferences and stuff have really like abandoned all of that to really just be content creators and try and like do it on social media. And so it really just goes to show like, um, so you have some people that like, and they're boring. Yeah. They're boring. And I know some people that I would say that element. Yeah. I mean, I knew some some magical people that have real Mm -hmm. dynamic, like they have this like inside out culture of like who they were and the sense of identity of what they were like showing in the standing for on behalf of God in that reality. Um, that they've really abandoned for like yes, much and I praise. think that that was really hard to witness. Yeah, and you just look at people that like you're like you were the one that was authentic yeah. and really believed and cared what you were. And now they haven't done anything meaningful for the body of Christ in a decade. Yes, no, because it's really I, just yeah. like it's just like noise. It's just and it's not even like yeah. it's just lip. It's just kind of fun. I don't know. It just really doesn't build anything. And it honestly doesn't, well, it doesn't also aim to serve too. anybody. It yeah, aims yeah. to get momentum. And that's so thing. one thing that I want to ask you, um, and it was back about the influencers who are genuinely seeking God and that, yeah. and that when you were talking about that, there's one thing um, that I see that happens and with the disagreement. So when a Christian influencer comes out and says or does something or posts a video or something comes out and people go off on them. Yeah, keep going. Okay, so there's a part of me now where I'm like, I'm so against dehumanizing anybody, like in general. And I feel like there's something with social media, with Instagram, with Twitter that makes it a little too easy to pile on to someone who has done something or said something or disagree, whatever, to the point where it can become dehumanizing. And I don't think that helps because if we are, if we do that and we dehumanize someone, there's no hope for them to come back. And then they go to the other side. Like they go to the like... Sean Foy, right wings. You know what I mean? Like, well, and you lose were... them and they're, and I'm part of me is like, if we didn't dehumanize, is there more hope? Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. as someone I mean, in, in mental health or counseling, you can't write off anyone, you know? Well, I think and like challenging most of us as consumers, like we really just need to be in an audience more than we need to be. Like, honestly, I think it's like, listen, small thing. I like, I follow a, a, a celebrity real estate blog hosted that variety oh. does right it's just it, and i followed oh. it when it was a little blog spot back in the day variety bought the property and now it's like on hosted through variety like it's so funny to watch people in the comments of like the like literally just celebrity real estate and having yeah. people like make these wild wild freaking posts judging the like interior design of like a celebrity and like of these houses and it's like that aren't well, even it's theirs, a, or you're sitting there like it's a 25 million dollar house Sue. totally you're not totally. going to <laughs> this isn't you you know but it's, it's like, like when we judge the olympics like the gymnasts yeah. and we're like well, and it's mm, fun to they judge, helped a but, little but it comes to a point where it's like i mean even with a lot of this like i very rarely have ever commented on the post of some sort of celebrity of religious public figure yeah um outside of it being like completely ignorant you know but even then yeah. most of the time no yeah, yeah. the reality is like you know, what am I going to say that there's 30, if there's 500 comments on a post. What are you going to say that is, that's different? Like there just comes a point where like 
you can only do so much and it's only worth so much of your time. And honestly, like the bigger thing you can do when somebody just like at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter how much power they have. The only people, the only way you can like minimize someone's voice is just divest from them. So like for yeah. me with the, with the groups that I, the groups that I disagreed with, I, they weren't really making money off of me anyways, but a lot of times I just unfollowed and was just like, I'm one less person that will even talk about them because it's honestly, totally. they're not really worth it. Like even, or even, you know, but what how do you, do you like get that across? I think it's impossible yeah. with well, the way is, social media well, is kind of the funny thing is we think that we're, we're kind of fighting a thing that it's a battle that just, is kind totally. of impossible. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. And the reality is, and this is why I think cancel culture isn't, isn't so real too. Cause you can't really, the only thing that can cancel someone from their thing or end someone's career is their current fans divesting from him, from him or her. Mm. Right. That's the only way you can cancel someone. Cause those, those are the only people that are the ones who are lifting them, lifting them up. So if it's someone you disagree with, it's the people that, so very rarely is someone going to do something so inflammatory that their longtime people divest. Now we have seen it happen and it has happened with some current, and now former worship groups that are no longer powerful because most people decided I'd rather let them float into oblivion than continue to invest in them. Yeah. And we've now replaced them with a better group that actually wins Grammys. So, you know what I mean? Like there's just those kinds of things where like eventually some of that just disappears and floats off. I would say with like a lot of these influencers too, you get this thing where like palatability now as long as they perform in the way that they're supposed to perform for the base that they felt themselves with. So you got a lot of these, some of these believers that are some of these influencers that like they, they built their career with in hyper conservative, hyper, like that hyper intense language yes. of Christianity. Well, and that's, so that's becoming so base. much more. Well, that's their yeah. fan base. And that's the thing that builds them up. Whether, I mean, a lot of times I've met a number of people that live in that world and don't even believe anything that they're talking to and those those people are just eating it up you know what i mean or super yes. problematic super yes. abusive eating why it up. do you think that is yeah well i think it's just like because that's what pays the bills like i have a buddy who i'm not a buddy and well somebody i've been connected to for a while his his brand is palatability he's not conservative enough to scare progressives and he's not progressive enough to scare conservatives but he has no backbone so he'll never mention what he stands for. So it's all very I know vanilla. exactly who you're talking about. It's all just very vanilla, yeah. two-dimensional, uh -huh. self-serving, honestly says nothing ever. Even his most Chris stuff say nothing. But it's because the thing that pays his bills is that. And that is not just him, though. That is, it's a lot I mean, of people. I, I don't want to come across as super judgmental, but I think it's just kind of like this unspoken, like, there are people who will never hold a view. And and there are a lot of people who message me who are just waiting for certain people to say something. And they said yeah. everything but anything related to any issue. Well, and I, as someone who, like, was, like, whatever, writing jokes or whatever, blogging, more in the evangelical space at a time, I know that it was terrifying to say anything. So I fell to that a hundred percent. Like yeah. well, when I, I didn't, goes, and now I'm like, you just, you just gotta, you're it's kind of, it is too is, impossible to walk that line. This is a life skill though. Cause I think too, if we live in proxy with the people we follow online, we can judge, judge, judge. The reality is this is a, that's, it's like a teaching point for our entire lives. Right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the reality is like, Everyone should be completely honest and truthful with themselves and be willing to pivot when they learn more. 
So for me, there's a lot of beliefs I've had in my life, but I also, when it comes to theology, and I think I've said it before when we've talked, like I understood theology in an academic setting before I understood it as a moral one. And cause I learned about, I was learning a theology in Bible college when I didn't grow up in the church. And mm. so part of me, part of academic conversation is understanding that when you learn more, you pivot. And I think for 100%. all of us as people, we need to be complete. We need to fight really hard to be uniquely honest with who, what we believe, what we feel, why we feel it, be unafraid to be ourselves and be willing to pivot when we learn more. So when I learn more and I realize I misunderstand things or I was an a-hole to people and I just apologize and don't do it again, you know what I mean? And just be different. But I exactly. think what happens is a lot of these, I mean, it also comes to like, how courageous are you? Most of the, a lot of these a lot of these Christian influencers are honestly, they're ma- as magical, honestly, in a lot of time. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes in person, they're as magical as they seem online. A lot of times in person, they are a third as, ma- they are no magic at all. Um, and I've, you know, I've met some people with like millions of followers before where I'm like, you are perhaps the most uninteresting person I've ever met in my life. But I love your like presets on Lightroom. The thing so about good. you, Johnny, is you're like, you appreciate people for what it is they're trying to do, I think. And so, like, if they're trying to be famous for their watches, you appreciate that. If they're trying appreciate. to be famous for their voice, like, you respect their voice. Like, yeah. but you're willing to be like, okay, but you're not very good at yeah. at totally. anything else, totally. you know? Yeah, and I think, like, so I think this is hard. I think there's a lot. I think I think we always have to renegotiate. And look inwardly at what inspires us and why. And especially as Christians, like, you know, we listen, Christian culture is like an interesting dynamic because we're trying to organize as a group of people to inspire and encourage each other. And a lot of times it ended in very problematic spaces. And we we really try to, like, be earnestly enthusiastic and find ways to, like, engage with our faith in meaningful ways and make it more and more a part of our lives. However, like if it's, if it's just messy, it's messy and you have to just be willing to like step away and, and understand that like none of these people and who you believe, the, whoever you follow does not make you, you, the people no. that inspire you, the people you listen to, like at the end of the day, all of these people's lived experiences are not yours. They're never going to fully represent you. They're never going to fully like empower you. They're not going to fully understand the people in front of you. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, we have to kind of step back and stop. We can't lose ourselves so completely in the, in the product and the branding and the intellectual property of these churches and of these speakers um, to the point where we like, don't just question our own and, and renegotiate and renavigate what we believe in, what we're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah. So I'm like, so you're telling me I can't put Luann DeLesseps on a pedestal. Oh, Lu- no, listen, Real Housewives are exclusive. The only people you can lose yourself you in. Guys, if, I, if you are Real if Housewives, if, if you yeah. watch any, you are our people. And Reality if you're not, we know the, that you're not and that's okay. But the Reality ones you are. the only integrity in all of No, media, and New Jersey 100%. is like... I have not binge watched a TV show in a long time because I don't have the attention span to do that. And I watched the real high sides of New Jersey and was like, people just don't know good TV anymore. And I have not stopped flipping tables since I started watching it. So <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. You're like, you're like the male Lisa Rinna, which is in the best way. Oh like, my I'm God. That's like the nicest thing everyone's ever said to me. Can you make that the start of this 
of the podcast can you just yes. make up the intro because i literally am so floored i don't think compliment. i've ever i don't think i've ever seen you happier we've already started i don't think i've ever seen you happier i've never seen a smile like this johnny giovanni is smiling because i said he's the female version of lisa rinna and if you are a housewife Stan, you know I mean, like it's a huge it is because lisa he's rinna so entertaining she is Listen, this is the best I, thing to you because we introduced my old roommate to Housewives, remember? And I'm like, you got to watch this. And she, we'd be like Beverly Hills old seasons. <laughs> and putting it on. And no. honestly, if only Lisa <laughs> Rinna had been on it from the beginning. She would do a diaper. Would, com- yes. She global was like, warming would have ended, probably. <laughs> she, was, she was just on it. She's like, she's so rich, right? She's married to the like. This huge actor like has a huge house, and she'll be like, "I would do a diaper commercial because money is money, honey." Listen, <laughs> and I you're like, "She gets it, man. She uses she her status soap, to do whatever." She never stopped hustling. She hustled her entire career, and she earned every bit of her Beverly Hills life. Absolutely. Is she your favorite housewife? Like, what if we can get her? To I don't know. I think I cr- I, listen now. I will say I've like, kind of paused as years have gone. When it got more and more dramatic, I struggled yeah. with it more. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, Across the board, I would say, because like, I was very committed to Orange County for a minute. However, there is zero percent any part of Orange County lifestyle that I aspire to. And <laughs> so, like, as much as like I love Heather DeBro, she's living in Newport Coast, and that is the quietest, most boring lifestyle. So at least she's got a big. She became house. unrelatable. It, you thought that you would go, you were gonna love Heather again, and then you're like, oh no, Vicky. I mean, I respect Vicky with. She was willing to date someone who had a fake cancer diagnosis to like keep <laughs> like that's so messy. Has integrity, <laughs> and she just kept going, and she just was like, "I am the victim," and kept going. And I'm like, she's so dedicated to her own cause. My she knows part- she's lying and does not care. My and you know what? <laughs> part about Vicky was watching her Botox situation from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, and that. Yeah, I mean, cr- it, it, as it as it was time to renew. Yeah, yeah, it was time to renew. That I think I think I recently, but I think I love board- our progression. By the way, it was like okay, our first set was Christian influencers. Our second is real influencers. <laughs> Listen, and and okay, I've I I've I've always been obsessed with Beverly Hills. I think I've been obsessed with Atlanta okay. from the start, even though yeah. they're messy. But I love them. Um, apparently what I haven't seen any I am of, obsessed with New York sleeper hit. okay I do love some New York people mm-hmm. the sleeper hit is Potomac and that's the one we're all missing out on apparently okay. Potomac everyone loves Potomac apparently Potomac like, is lo- across yeah. the board it is 100% I was awesome. busy watching Dallas and being like I don't why would I don't you watch know. Dallas that's like watching DC the original okay. DC cast yeah, I, yeah it's more like- cons- the original DQZ cast, Wait. they just wanted to stay powerful. And they realized this reality show is not going to help me get invited to things. <laughs> but DC, when she Crashed snuck into the state dinner. Absolutely. Yes. When with, I tell you that, listen, that's some and they were, and she threw her fake leg and they <sighs> zoomed in on the fake leg. Wait, no, and they were like DC. Yes, it was DC, and then she threw it, and because she was mad, and everyone's like, she threw her fake leg. It was like, this is in at the state dinner. Miami's coming back. I so okay, that is another sleeper. Mama Elsa, rest her soul, has passed. Rest her soul. So I've been watching it on Peacock. By the way, Peacock, 
really impressed with what they've done with themselves. (laughs) Like he's so impressed with what they've done. Um, my cousin, when I came back, uh, for like the two days I was there, cause my aunt went to get to visit her family, (laughs) uh, in the middle East. And that was the day that we found out Russia invaded Ukraine and my cousin was freaking out. And then we found out my aunt, she was like, I got Botox at the Caspian sea. And we're like, Oh, okay. I want okay. to get a hairline in Turkey. Let's go. Literally, yeah. So we watched Miami, and she's like, you're going to love it. And I swear to you, I know people are like, I don't know about first. This season is so lit. Like, so lit. And um, what's his name? Scotty Pippins. Scotty Pippins' Larsa. ex-wife is on it. Yeah, Larsa. Larsa. Looks she's completely different. the Kardashians. And she's exiled talks life. about all of it and talks I about love. OnlyFans. Her being... I mean, it is a season. I love that the Kardashians... I love the Kardashians, but they are getting... They are about to get rolled because Ray J is about to be like, listen, let me oh, talk about is. all the lies. Listen, I also... Let's just, let's just go up front real quick. If there is a single person... If there is a single person within earshot of this podcast that thinks in any way, shape, or form that reality television is real, you right. need to wise up, grow up, and welcome to the real world. It is not a single part of it is real, and you guys need to welcome – just get back just to accept reality. That. And you yeah. know who is going to help you is Kristen Cavallari and Steven – from Laguna Beach because they're going to go through every episode and explain every fake thing. And, and today, we are going to be here for it and possibly commentate on that podcast. Um, Christian Cavallari can change my life all day. I'm always here for it. My car is donezo. I've never <laughs> my I've been a fan. I've been a fan <laughs> since. Listen, you grew up in a beach town and the Laguna Beach cast is all your age. So you're graduating high school the same year as all the Laguna Beach cast. It's such a dream. You are sitting there being like, it's yes, such a dream this is still. my relatable life. It's such a dream still. Like, I, after pouring the second glass of wine, like would happily lay here and watch the hills and just still feel good. Now I tried to watch Laguna beach and was like, they're 15. I don't know. Well, I mean, I loved it when I was watching it, living the same, graduating at the same time. Yes. Um, Also, uh, the simple life, never forget. Simple life is one of the best reality television shows that's ever happened. No, it's never forget. One of my best friends and I, we've watched it. We watched it on DVD when we were in college <laughs> together. We watched it over Zoom during the during the pandemic. Aww. We would put it on Zoom and we'd do three, two, one, push. And it was Oh my up. gosh. And I think we're gonna get best friend tattoos that just say Sanasa. Sanasa, Sanasa. <laughs> we're gonna just like get it. We're gonna do uh, it really low key on our art somewhere, just Sanasa. Please do it. Please I'm do that. It. It's hundred percent not debatable. What is your favorite? Who is your favorite all-time reality TV person? That is a very hard question. That's a big question. It's a huge question. You could name a few if you can. I will name a few. I will say Nene Leakes kills for me all the time. She, yes. Nene Leakes kills for me. She's so good at what she does. she's the realist and she's the best reads. Like, I love a Phaedra. She's so funny. Mm -hmm. I love Messy Charade. I love Candy (laughs) just being like... Candy and her and her yes yes I I love even I remember her first single Kyle Richards being like listen I'm worth 300 million dollars I don't know what to tell you guys I'm so rich these you know there's so many things I will just say Nene and then Nene branching out into some small tv stuff I just like I'm here for it Nene Nene and Kim you would be a great if Andy Cohen ever needs someone else to do what he does you would be Andy so Cohen's good. Lovely. He's kind of my, I mean, 
mean, listen, after he is so messy. Remember but New Year's? Listen. But like he embraces it and he's like, I am messy, but I am so much richer than you. So what yeah, really are you going like, to say? He's West Village. all day. What I love is that him and Anderson Cooper are best friends. And yeah. since they were in their 20s, <laughs> yes. Andy, like Andy Cohen has been making Anderson Cooper feel nervous and stressed out. Like so, since they were. Did you watch this last New Year's? I mean, Anderson, I, just, I mean, it's you're just like, I, oh just, my I, gosh. I just here a- Andy Cohen friend. just said this to and Anderson Cooper is like, I am the voice of CNN. And oh my gosh. But they just keep going. And I think they just love it because it's two best friends and everyone is down for two friends. So just down weird together. And people were judging, like, oh, they got drunk. And it's like, oh, you didn't get drunk on New Year's? They're just being honest about it or yeah or, or hello welcome to like just let them just let just, just do whatever like, and it's like we are uptight this is an exhausting life just let andy cohen and anderson cooper be and stupid. they did and no one got fired it was just like it and was like, like yeah it's just okay it, jesus and yeah christian things christian things um are there any Christian housewives besides Orange County? I wish. Um, <laughs> um, oops. You know what was really funny? First season of Atlanta, the richest girl first season of Atlanta. I forgot her name. She lived in this big ass house. She lived with, a, she was married to a basketball player. She was like, she, they showed her tithing at church, tithing $10,000 one Sunday or something like that. But um, she was just too stable for housewives. They didn't oh, invite yeah. back after first season. But she you know who's crazy? It. Salt Lake. And they're oh, all about church, and they I, are listen, call, called. I go to Salt Lake a lot with some friends I'd go there. To, and oh, who do you know there? Do you guys want to invite time. me? Yeah, it's so fun. To, and Montana, and Montana, come to Salt Lake and see my friends. Listen, no. also Blackstone, Berrystone, something Stone Ranch over here. You yes. need to come here, you guys. I'm trying to also. Oh, <laughs> this. Also, I might need to stay at your house in Nashville in yes. a couple weeks. I'm gonna let you know. Okay. In, oh wait. Oh well, if I live here. Also, <laughs> okay. Also, yeah. Come on over. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. Also, I need you to come because I'm renting a barn to do these shows. And you guys, I'm talking to the audience now. <laughs> this is. I'm not editing this, by the way. Don't. This is who I am. <laughs> I want Johnny to be at my barn shows. I tell everyone. Told my coworkers. Told everyone. I was like, I'm doing these barn shows. I want to be in one barn, like here in Nashville. Everyone knows where I'm at. Like this is my thing, and I have musicians, and I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to like Johnny's. Like, I don't know what you're saying, but that's what I want to do. Barn shows. Let's do comedy. Let's do it. All right. Well, where are we trying to go? Where are we trying to go? Okay. Closing thoughts. Are we, oh, we're gonna leave this unedited, 100. percent I mean, for for the most part, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna edit that whole middle out. I have so many profound things to say. What do you want me to say? Profound. Okay, profound. Thing. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Whatever you want to talk about. You guys. Honestly, okay. If we were in front of a stage, would we say the things that we're saying 100? percent Would we say it with drinking? That what we're drinking? Yeah. 100. percent 100. percent Listen, I will say this too. Caveat. <laughs> people used to ask me for years you know like because so the funny thing with like even like my time in the church world like i never got connected with people i got connected with people because i'm a pastor not connected with people because um i'm a performer 
Like I'm a performer for sure, and I'm a way better performer, and I'm a way musician. Better I'm a way better public speaker than ninety percent of the pastors I know. But I will say this. That's true. I will say this. Like I did not get connected with church leader church people because of the stages I was on. I got connected because of who I am as a person and how I legitimize their humanity. Yeah, how I yeah, connect yeah. with them and how I empower Everyone them knows. to feel free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing is, is, it's so funny because like, and I would just say for anybody, and I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of your people are pretty fair. Like you're the people that follow you are pretty fair. They've, they've, a, there's a lot of grace for, we've all walked human. this together. Yeah. yeah. But I would say for a lot of people, it's like, you know, when people ask me, especially in the prophetic world, the Bethel IHOP mm. adjacent world, the yeah. way I knew most of those people was not so much through stages as much as it was over like whiskey and over it was mm-hmm. through like cigars or hookah or like just mm-hmm. like social. Like I remember I would do this event with like 60 prophetic leaders in the church once a year. They would all come in. And the last night I'd be like, we're all going out. And I would take these people and it would just be a gimmicky bar. It would just be like a rooftop mm-hmm. in downtown, like two, super two dimensional, not very cool. Cool enough for these people that live in the middle of nowhere. Right. They might live in the middle of Canada. They might live in like nowhere exciting. We go out in LA we're in the middle of the rooftops, but it's so funny because like, it's over those drinks and it's over like in these informal moments where people maybe have two whiskeys or three whiskeys and they, they finally feel free to be themselves that you see how magical so many of these people are when they're able mm. to turn it off. And I feel like, cause they're I humans. They're human. And humans and I just are more and more of these amazing. People, yeah, and there's all these so people good. that they turn it off so in that good. moment, but they'll never turn it off on stage. They'll I never know. turn it off with their friends. Yeah. And the funny thing is to see them with their real friends who they hang out with all the time that they're not real with even a tiny bit. And it's just really funny to look at like these people yeah. are as magical. They're magical for a reason. But honestly, the church and the people that follow them and the people they perform for diminish all of their magic. They perform and they're able to do it for those people. And I think that goes back to even our Christian influencer thing. All these, a lot of these people are magic for a reason, mm. but they turn it off. They, they, they have 90% of the time they have to diminish themselves for the demands of their audience. And they don't ever actually get to be magic in the way that they actually are. And I hope my prayer for all these people over the years has been like, I hope you get to be magic for who you really are. Cause there's a lot of people killing yeah. themselves, killing their families, killing yeah. their, their lives to perform for people for like, a paycheck and it's just a bummer that like they don't get to be magic in the ways that they actually are man that is so good i want to end on that note i mean i don't want to end ever but we need to end (laughs) and um but that is so good and so true and that's like part of the thing that i was saying about dehumanizing like i want people to truly be their amazing beautiful selves and feel like they can be like that with their audience like i it is because they're they're wonderful and you know that they can be that so let's cheers to everyone we know that we don't like no i'm kidding everyone <laughs> sponsored by metal straws sponsored by do you hear guy there you- <laughs> this is the best ad they've ever gotten this is the best I'm going to message them and be like, hey, so we did this. <laughs> the metal straw. It's like company. Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality <laughs> over with it. I don't know about you, but this straw is straight up from China. <laughs> this is not. I don't know what know, company actually owns this straw. My LED, I don't know where mine is. But this is um, Amazon cheers. For $7.99. <laughs> oh. 
pricey a little. So nice. Well, I got like 13 of them. <laughs> They're different. I can't lengths. wait. Um, Johnny, you are amazing. I can't wait for I feel like we'll do a lot of fun things together. Yeah. And I love that we can just drink and do this. What is your what is one fun thing that you are doing this summer? And where can people find you? They can find me on all socials at Johnny Giovanni. That is a name. By the way, we refer to Johnny Giovanni as Johnny Giovanni. You don't yeah. do the first name only. You are Johnny a two-name person. Johnny Giovanni or Johnny G, um, mm-hmm. which is not an ori- is not original to me. It's A lot of people do that. But it's J-O-H-N-N-Y-G-I-O-V-A-T-I. Perfect. Um, uh, I'm trying my best to be more and more... You're launching a figure. podcast, possibly. No, he's the. Podcast. We're gonna see. Johnny is the person in this world that deserves more than anyone to be a public figure. Like the world, like I'm sure you all will listen to him more than anybody in life. So we see that for you. Also, what else? Um, what's going on this summer? I mean, listen, I'm you're coming here. I'm up. going there. We're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're switching things up. Um, okay. I'm going. I'm going on. A, I'm doing a wedding. Listen, you listen. are officiating a wedding? No, no, no. I'm in a wedding, but we're doing, oh, I'm doing a bachelor party officiate. in like Nashville adjacent Kentucky. And I'm go- I'm going on a hog hunt <laughs> <laughs> as an LA kid that is ne- does not understand. I have the what budget. What is even I a get hog? The, no, what I don't is even, even a hog? I have the budget price. <laughs> I got to, I paid the budget price for the person that won't shoot anything uh-huh. because I don't know how. And so I, I asked this Trump supporter. I mean, I, I he's my friend. Like, a, like, are, like bull holding. But I asked him to, sh- yeah, I asked him to teach me how to shoot a gun. Like I've shot a gun. I have. Like I've never shot. Of, I don't. I've never even held one. I'm just I being honest on here. Bit of like gun trauma in my life, so I'm like, I will see how that goes. But um, we're gonna see how it goes. I'm like, <laughs> amazing. Of, they were like, my friends were like, it's Lord, be super we pray hot. for Johnny and the hogs. <laughs> I was told I should like just wear athletic you, gear, but I feel like I should get things that look camo-ish. Right? Like, I think why that you I? need to live document this. And the whole live story is called Johnny and the Hogs. And, and like this wedding's in the whole Kentucky, thing. Like, hey, I'm wearing camo because I just feel like that's appropriate. And the funny thing is, like, everyone who's going to this wedding is wearing like cowboy stuff, except in the LA ironic way, because it's all <laughs> people who used to be from the South and then moved to LA and were like, where I grew up is both amazing and ridiculous. And so it's all ironic. Everything right. about it. It's amazing. I had someone at work today and he, he works in the medical department of where I work and he was wearing cowboy boots during his medical. And I'm like, you can do that. Like, Like, okay. Yellow stone. Like Steve Madden's. I'm not about to break in some (laughs) actual cowboy boots. (laughs) Johnny and the hogs. That's the hashtag. We've already started this branding. Okay, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna plan it. I'm gonna do a podcast while I'm there. It's like five days. I don't know what I'm doing for. Five You're doing days. for five days in, in, Kentucky? in Kentucky. You're like Jax in and what's cabin. his name from Vanderbump Vanderpump Rules. I'm trying to debate if I'm gonna wear a camo or if I'm trying to. I'm gonna wear my <laughs> Chanel sunglasses. Like I'm gonna wear my and my Dolce Gabbana like stunner shades. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Try and absolutely look as ridiculous as possible. No, absolutely. You're doing Paris and. You're doing Nicole. the simple life. I'm doing simple life season one. 
at the farm for sure for sure for <laughs> but sure. you're paris and you're like i'm and I, paris and 2.0 i'm going to find a way to live tweet from all the yes things. yeah i'm in a story we're here day. for it i mean i feel and like then, we can just do another podcast there like tell us about johnny and the I hogs should. how's it going all the stuff Bachelor. yeah okay okay fl- and okay. also Bring the it. only thing that flies in is i'm flying spirit <laughs> I spent seven hundred dollars on no. Spirit airline tickets because flights are so expensive right now. Okay, I, I will say coming just- back to LA is costing me all of my points from like years before I moved. It, to it definitely cost me crazy. my entire tax refund for sure to like fly back, fly round trip to this wedding. <laughs> but That's it's worth Lord. Johnny and the Hog. So listen, Johnny we're gonna make it worth it on the hunt. Johnny on the hunt is what it's gonna be. Johnny and the Hogs. <laughs> I should talk. I should do it like I'm a, a war. There's like little tents. We're just, I feel like it's a lot of waiting. What am I doing? I feel like there's gonna be a lot of drinking. You're saying tents? Wait, who's Bachelorette? Or no, who's it's not bachelor- tents. No, the tents are, no, what they do is they do these little, like, they're these little tents that are like camo tents that you shoot from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh it's my so gosh. confusing. Who's getting married? It's who's a getting married? Mar- Listen. It's a buddy from from LA who is the peak irony of it. It's like, I love it. it, No, but I love that. Yeah, yeah. Everything about this is clowning on the whole experience. I love it though. So good. Little camo tent, jamming the hogs. I can see it all. This is going to be, this is it. This is it. I'm just, I'm so. My friend just texted me, Are you still recording? I'm like, Well, yep. Yep, we are. Yeah. Well, I love you. Thanks for being here. Anytime. I know. We're like, I'm always, I don't, I literally don't love talking virtually to anyone. And I feel like I could just lay here and talk for hours. Don't know if it's you or the wine. You should do do like an app, like a secondary like podcast. That's just like random. (laughs) I know it'd be the best. Okay. Follow Johnny and the new season of that super weird is going to be coming up at whatever point I find a new place to live. And when that happens, it's that super weird in pop culture. And this is a great segue. So bye. We'll we'll, we'll go back there. Bye, everybody. Follow me. (laughs) I'm such a good host. Bye. Bye.